Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. It's actually harder to do that thing once you put it off for a week, five weeks, five months, a year. It's definitely difficult to to start that thing when when you push it off, but hit it straight on the head, go after it. Change is difficult, but let's go first and watch what God's going to do. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor, we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well, this could be your biggest breakthrough. Hey there, and welcome to Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isburner, and uh, Wendy, probably not true for you, but you know, who knows, maybe. Here's a question. Uh-huh. Um, what is it uh, about insecurities in us? In fact, I think just about everybody has a certain level of insecurities, right? Except for you. But I mean, yeah, most right. normal <laughs> yes, people have got insecurities <laughs> that they battle and a lot of times it's a result of just feeling inadequate, yeah. which kind of just, it stops your confidence. Like if you, if you don't feel adequate because you're insecure, you can't have confidence to go forward in something that might be a little scary, right? Right. So it just right. stops you cold and you, you end up walking away from opportunities. Yeah. Not, it's, not you necessarily. Yes. But, uh, you keep but, saying but not me. Yes. I am human. I, <laughs> well, I, I'm very uh, yeah. insecure in some areas well, and I'm overcoming insecurities. You are and you have in amazing ways, even with your public speaking. Yeah, yeah, which is great. But, you know, a lot of it is just based out of fear and uncertainty and and not knowing how it's going to turn out. And and actually, there was a um, a study done by Chapman University, um, and it was a survey about Americans and their greatest fears. And you probably have heard it before, but public speaking is the number one fear. Behind that is the fear of heights. Behind that are snakes and bugs, other animals. And then behind that is like drowning and then claustrophobia. But no, public speaking, number Number one, yeah, it, isn't that crazy? It's just it's evidence. Is it fear of being judged or not saying the right thing? I think I mean, it's, it's a whole a bunch of stuff. We're going to find out from our guest yes, today because he's a specialist in this area. Because he's uh, he's no longer insecure. No, and he's not. He's, he's not. gone the other direction. He's got a great story. And listen, you need to stay tuned to this because there are times where you you're going to feel like, man, I just don't know that I can. And uh, our guest is going to help you realize, oh, yes, you can. Uh huh. If he can, you can. Yes. Today, our guest is Connor Mead, and he is 24 years old. That's right. He has figured this out way early. Uh, he is a man of honor, faithfulness, discipline, and servant heartedness. In addition to being both a public speaker and a coach for King's Council, Connor is a pastor at Awakened Church in San Diego. Now, he gave us just that little short bio, but I'm telling you that bio is going to be uh, massively uh, long. It's he's very, he's very humble. So, yeah. welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to your biggest breakthrough, Connor. We're glad hey, to have Connor, you. Connor, so good to have you here, man. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having hey. me. Good, good. Yes, fun. Uh, don't you love that t shirt? If, you, if you're watching this on YouTube, he's got a t shirt, just black t shirt, bright, bold, white letters. What does it say? 
Jesus, Jesus is king. Is king. That's Come right. <laughs> Wasn't always true for Connor, but we're going to find out uh, how that all transpired. But Connor, I want to like get right to the right to the core issue here because there are so many folks that deal with these these insecurities. I mean, just about all of us struggle at some point in time with feeling insecure and inadequate to kind of get get something done, and it causes us to be fearful and stops us. But what do you think is at the root of all that? Why do we have those insecurities and those fears? Yeah, come from? that's a great question. Before I would dive into that, I just want to honor you both, uh, Todd and Wendy. I just met you guys a few weeks ago, and, and you've been just so loving and welcoming to me and uh, been able to chat on the phone with you guys a little bit over the last couple of weeks and just seeing what God is doing in you guys and through you guys with everything that you're putting your hands to. I just feel honored today to be on this podcast and, and just have a conversation with you guys today that I know is going to help so many people that are watching this or listening to it. So I just feel blessed to know you guys and I'm excited to see what God's going to continue to do in you guys and through you guys. And I know that today on your on your biggest breakthrough podcast, God is going to move and uh, we're going to see some incredible God stories come to pass from this podcast. So thanks for having me, wow. but diving into wow. that. Thank you. You're <laughs> welcome. You guys inspire yeah. me, but Diving into that first question that you asked, really what I feel like the root is, those insecurities is, um, Wendy hit on that stat earlier, so many people are just afraid to to do and start different things. And so, for example, it's like public speaking. I make the joke all the time that I, when I, we'll get into my story in a little bit, but there were so many times where I'd rather be dead in a casket than up on stage speaking <laughs> or preaching or communicating just wow. because I built up in my heart and in my mind that this biggest fear, like this thing of stepping on a stage and, and speaking, like, what if I drop the ball? What if I say something wrong? Are my friends going to judge me? Are my parents going to make fun of me? Like, what is going to happen when I speak? So I think a lot of the root of these insecurities comes from fear and fear can really like hold you back in life. And, and sometimes fear robs people from their greatest destinies. Like it's sad to see so many stories of people living a whole entire life and never stepping out and starting that business or stepping out in that relationship. And, and we would see so much breakthrough in their lives and God doing incredible things in their life, but they decided to be complacent and stand still and not take a leap of faith and step into to that thing that scares them and, and everything fun everything great in life happens outside your comfort zone. So what I've learned in my life and the quick 24 years that have been on this earth is, hey, the most fun you're going to have is when you step out of your comfort zone. It's always going to be scary. It's always going to be challenging, but you know what? It's going to be worth it in the end. Mm, yeah, that's, that's where you grow yeah, is outside your comfort zone. Yeah, you said it. you said something when you're describing, you know, what people are afraid of and what prevents them. It, it, it's oftentimes, it's like, what if... And then we fill in the blank with all these negative things, right? That were never going to happen anyway, but yeah. we so just true. project that. We project can, it. Can you imagine, though, if we just were able to train our minds in such a way that every time we hit that question of what if, it was always filled in with the positive things that mm. God could do. So you weren't always like that. That I do know because I've heard your story. And I want you to take us through that right back at the beginning of where you grew up and what kind of family and and just your, your whole faith journey, because that not just plays into that is why you are where you are today. Yeah. So tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of all starts when I was about four and a half, five years old. My parents moved from Portland, Oregon to San Diego. A little bit of backstory. My dad's a vice president of a senior living industry company. So he is the vice president of that, been doing that for several years. They had their corporate office in Portland, Oregon. And then he's like, 
they moved it over to Solana Beach, San Diego, California. So I reside here in California, an amazing city, an amazing state. Um, but when I was five years old, we moved here to San Diego and my parents ended up getting a divorce. And so I was five. I had a younger brother. And my middle brother was three and a half. And then I have another younger brother who was literally just born when we moved to San Diego and my parents ended in divorce. So kind of fast forward, my dad was traveling a lot. So I was with my mom on the weekdays. So Monday through Friday, I was with my mom. And with me being the oldest, I kind of took on the responsibility of making sure my mom was okay, making sure her needs were met, helping out, serving, being responsible in any way that I could, looking after my brothers, hanging out with them, getting them food, just having a fun time. And so it was kind of a tough childhood for me. And looking back, I actually just had this conversation with my mom and, and she really just wanted to apologize to me and say, sorry, Connor, that you had to go through all that. You took on a burden mm -hmm. that that many four and a half, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old shouldn't have to take on in their young yeah. childhood because it robbed you of your, your childhood of having fun and, and hanging out with friends. You were always so focused on everyone else, but you never actually focused on yourself, Connor. And so my mom just wanted to apologize and say, sorry, but we know a mm -hmm. verse in the Bible, Romans 8, 28, that says, God works all things together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purposes. And for me, it was... I never wished divorce upon anyone, but I really think by my parents getting divorced, it taught me from a young age how to be responsible, how to serve, how to help out. And that really helped me in doing what I'm doing today and, and as I got older. So fast forward to, to high school. Well, I just I played to, let me stop you there, Connor. Yeah. Let me just stop you there because, because it's, it's rare as such a young person that you would flip this coin over rather than being scared, mad, resentful, you flipped it over to see what, what can I do? What do I yeah, need yeah. to do? You took on this responsibility. So right from the get go, it appears to me that God had placed within you certain desires and certain mm -hmm. gifts and you responded correctly so that yeah. God could develop these things in you. Absolutely. That's so important for, for everybody listening. When, when we look at situations, you've got two choices. You can look at it from a worse case scenario or right. from like what could God do if exactly. I would just trust him and go forward yeah yeah so there's two sides side, two sides to the to the one coin that you have and, and it's all about perspective what you were saying and so it's like yeah, yeah it's unfortunate my parents got divorced but am I going to sit in that misery and and complain and be mad at God even though I was super young Good I didn't choice. I didn't know what who God really was like my parents were Christian but when you're that young you don't really know what's going on but it's all about a choice. And I just think innately, I just made this decision. I just want to help and want to serve and, and want to choose that, choose that decision rather than being all pissed off at God or upset or furious and uh, just complaining all the time. But fast forwarding to high school, was a star athlete, played every single sport at Torrey Pines High School here in San Diego, a local high school, played football, played basketball, played baseball. But my favorite sport was definitely football. Ever since I was a young boy, my goal was I just want to play college football. That was my dream. That was my desire. I loved uh, loved Tom Brady. I know there's not a whole lot of New England Patriot fans, and now he's a Tampa <laughs> Bay Buccaneer. But I'm a big Tom Brady fan just because of his whole entire story. And I don't want to get into it, but being picked 199 and just working his butt off to become the, the greatest of all time. And it just showed me what can I do every single day? How can I be disciplined, do it consistently? And if I... If I really major in doing the small things well, I know at the end of my life, I'm going to look back and, and be so pleased with what I did and obviously pleased with what God did in me. But in high school, was a star athlete and football was my favorite sport. 
So fast forwarding the senior year, um, my coaches were assigning who they wanted to be captain of our football team. And we had seven captains, had about 60 players on our football team. And so they were, my coaches were picking all these different people and uh, they came to me and pulled me aside into their office and was like, hey, Connor, we want you to be a, a captain of this football team, not because you have this great vocal ability or anything like that, but because you show the team what it looks like to go the extra mile. You're the first one to practice. You're the last one to leave. You're always positive. You're always encouraging. And we want more of you on this football team. So we decided to, hey, put you as one of these seven captains so the rest of the players can look up to you and we can model that. And at the time I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of weight to be a captain of a football team. And I'm about 17 or 18 years old and we'll get into it. But my biggest fear in life was public speaking. Like I was so afraid to speak. I was so afraid to share my story. And, and so when I got asked to be a captain, I'm like, oh, well, will that have any like vocal responsibilities? Will I have to <laughs> inspire my team, do a motivational talk, get our locker room all pumped out, pumped up before a difficult game on a Friday night? Um, and eventually I would have to speak to my teammates, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. If my coaches see it in me, I'm going to believe in myself. And so they decided to place me as yeah, a captain I, and yeah, Wendy, go. I was going to say really quickly, you once said that God places the best things in life on the other side of fear. And so mm -hmm. that right there, you saying yeah. yes and stepping to that other side of fear, um, helped to groom you to become who you are today. Yeah. And that's just one of the, of the things that you've you've accomplished. So yeah, so as you are a team captain, and you're d doing the rah rah, getting them all pumped up, I mean, you probably were like, Oh, my goodness, I never thought I could do this, yeah. right. But when you step into it, it started feeling right, right? right? You started 100%. to change inside out. Yeah. And I remember, like, I think I shared the story at the event that you guys were at, but um, we would have to inspire our team and all the captains would have to give like a one to two minute, one to three minute little inspiration hoorah speech before a game on Friday. So we'd get all of our team together in the locker room after practice on a Thursday night. And our coaches wanted all the captains just to say something inspiring to the team. And I remember week one, it came to me and I didn't say a word. Like I was so afraid to speak, even though these were all my friends in the locker room, people I cared about, people I did life with, they respected me because I was a good athlete and, and was always uplifting and encouraging. But week one, didn't speak. Week two at that thing, didn't speak. All the way to probably week 10, I think our last game, I finally had the courage to speak and inspire my team. And I just spoke from the heart. And at the end of the day, that's all we really need to do is just speak from the heart. So many people Amen. have head knowledge, but they don't have heart knowledge. And they want to communicate with knowing all these information and stats and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, people, you and I connect from heart to heart. You guys heard a story from me at the CEO event. And that's the reason that I'm in front of you guys today and having the honor to share on this podcast is not because I have huge biceps or I've accomplished all these amazing well, they're pretty things. big. They're getting there. I'm you're working looking, out. You're with looking Steve. good, Connor. Working out with Steve Weatherford <laughs> definitely helps. But just by yeah. like putting yourself in that environment and connecting with each other, that's what this world needs more of. And, and so for me, Amen. I just decided to speak from my heart that week 10. And then it slowly gave me the courage to be like, okay, if I did it then, I can do it again and I can do it again. And it built mm. up this confidence in myself that I now have as a 24 year old young man that I didn't have when I was 18, like from 18 to 24, six years ago, it's, I'm a completely different man and I'm nowhere where I want to be. Like we always 
are becoming more. You never arrive. So I'm obviously going to continue to get better as a speaker, as a communicator, as an influencer, and as a leader. But I just know if I put in those small reps every single day and continue to step out of what my fear may be and step into what God has for me, I know greatness is going to come out of that. So that's just kind of like a small story on that. And I'll, I'll get into a story of maybe that summer camp that changed my life forever that I really stepped out of insecurities and fears and now are stepping into what I'm doing today. But I just want to encourage people out there, if, if you're afraid of something, if it's public speaking, if it's starting a business, if it's even asking that girl or guy out, if you've never really dated before, like step out and do that thing because it's going to be intimidating. But what I've noticed is the longer you put it off, it's actually harder to do that thing once you put it off for a week, five weeks, five months, a year. It's definitely difficult to to start that thing when when you push it off, but hit it straight on the head, go after it. Change is difficult, but let's go first and watch what God's going to do. Yeah. And don't you think, um, not to give uh, the enemy any credit, yeah. but don't you think it's the enemy's um, plan to keep you silent? I yeah. mean, I, I, I know people that are afraid to pray because <clears throat> they are afraid of how their prayer may sound to others. And I'm like, wow. And so he wants us to yeah. be muffled and stifled and and not speak the, the truth and love. And so I love that you are just passionate and you <clears throat> are on fire for Christ, number one, but also you are on fire for for um, really standing for truth and encouraging people because the world needs a lot more Connor. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And sure. two things like the enemy I felt tried to do in my life was steal my voice and steal my vision. Mm -hmm. And you hit on it. Mm -hmm. It's like, what did God first do when he created man? He breathed into Adam and that's how life was formed. And so whenever we speak, whenever we communicate, like we have the power to shape atmospheres that we have the power to like death and life are in the power of the tongue. It, it shares that in the Bible. And just I remember in Genesis in the first book of the Bible, and this isn't supposed to be a preach or anything like that, but just about 30 seconds on this is, Go ahead. is God, Go ahead. God it, was telling Adam <laughs> like, hey, I've created this whole entire universe. You're in the Garden of Eden. And he brought forth all these different animals into Adam's, into Adam's presence. And so God said, whatever you call these things, they will become. And so I always mm. thought like, wow, we were given a voice just to communicate, just to talk to you guys, just to talk from stage. But God actually gave us a voice to create. Like create. in a moment, in a word, he created the whole entire universe with Adam, whatever he called, he called this little thing. Oh, that's a, that's a rat. Or this giant yellow thing is a giraffe. Like whatever Adam named that thing, it became. And so really what I realized is, yes, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I have the power to create by God's power. And so even if I'm not liking my environment right now, I can be like through prayer and through, hey, God, help me. I want to see this environment shift or I'm going into a public high school and I want to bring Jesus. How can I help help inspire these teenagers? But we can't preach the gospel, but I'm going to preach the gospel by how I'm living my life. And Jesus is king. Jesus is always on the inside of me. So how I live my life, people are going to notice and come ask questions and be like, wow, what's different about you? Why are you passionate? Yes. And it's going to be yes. like, hey. I love Jesus. He's given me the ability to do what I'm doing. And uh, I just want to inspire and help as many people as I can. Man, that awesome. is so refreshing. You're a spark plug. And, uh, <laughs> and that kind of enthusiasm is very, is very contagious. Yes. Uh, so you, you um, obviously were training yourself every time you made a decision to do something that you didn't want to do. I'm thinking about back in the locker room. You know, it took you 10 tries. 
because you just weren't quite ready to make the decision. Right. But you finally stepped over the line. And isn't that true for all of us in everyday life? We're facing certain things. And like you said earlier, if you put that decision off, eventually it, it will never get made. Right. So uh, you made some big decisions at a at a summer camp back when you were a teenager. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So like I was saying earlier, my biggest goal, my biggest dream in what I thought I wanted to do with my life was play college football. So I was coming to the end of my senior year in high school. It was the summer of 2015. And I had some division two coaches, division three coaches, like email me or come to my high school and meet with me in person and be like, Hey, we want to offer you a scholarship, a partial scholarship to come play at our school. And I'm like, heck yeah, this is amazing. Like my goal, my dream of playing college football is coming to pass. I didn't care if it was division one or D four. I just wanted to play at the next level and, and just compete and have a great time um, playing football in, in college. And so that was really what I wanted to focus on. And, and as summer was coming to, um, to a start, I was basically just about to wrap up my senior year in high school. And I told all these coaches like, Hey, I'm going to make my decision later this summer. Like I don't need to make a decision right now. And so at the time, my mom, um, we've gone to church our whole entire life. She's an incredible mom. I love her. I wouldn't be who I am if she wasn't praying for me and believing me, believing in me every single day. But um, we decided to step away from that church that we were at and go to a different church. And this church is called Awaken Church. And I went there one Sunday and I'm still this shy, insecure, um, not having confidence type of guy. Even though as captain of the football team, I was still pretty much a beginner in my confidence and leadership and, and speaking and all that sort of stuff. And so I remember we went to this church on that Sunday morning and my mom's a social butterfly. She'll talk to every single person no matter if it's a brand new person or someone she's known for 20 plus years. But we go to this church, she's talking to people, me and my two younger brothers end up going into this auditorium, sitting at the way, way back of this auditorium and, and watching the service. It's awesome. Great preaching, great speaking, great worship, all sorts of stuff. Right after church, I beeline it straight to the car because I don't want to talk with people. I'm afraid. I just want to go watch Sunday football and stuff like that. So we went to the church. I loved it. Definitely wanted to go back because the message was powerful. So the next Sunday I went back and uh, this Sunday was kind of what changed my life forever and really got me doing what I'm doing today and got me connected with some amazing people. But I went to this church service and during the announcements from stage, they'll show like a video with, hey, this is what's coming up in the life of our church. And they were talking about all these different things. And then one of these videos was hey, we're taking the high school students to a summer camp. It's in Lake Mead in Las Vegas. We're renting houseboats. We're cliff jumping. We're wakeboarding, inner tubing, doing all sorts of stuff. And my mom's like, you need to go. You're an adrenaline junkie. That's everything you love to <laughs> do. It's Lake Mead. Your last name is Mead. It's meant to be. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, no, mom, I don't want to go. I don't know a soul at this church. It's my second Sunday here. I have work. I have all these obligations. I can't take time off. And she's like, I really want you to go. And I'm like, no. And so long story short, she ends up signing me up behind my back. And it's like a $500 camp. She sends I me. I love and your mom. She's amazing. <laughs> you guys will meet her. You guys will meet her one day. And, and she, cool. you, she would love you guys too. But she ends up signing me up behind my back. And I go and just have so much fun doing everything that I love, being on the boats, um, wakeboarding, cliff jumping, just having a blast, meeting so many cool people. But the most powerful thing at that event, we were there for five days, is on we had about 17 different houseboats and they were all kind of docked on this 
kind of U-shaped island. And on the back of one of the houseboats, we had a PA system. We were doing worship and live services of all the teenagers. So I was in front of this houseboat and we had probably 125 teenagers in beach chairs facing the houseboat. And so our pastor, our youth pastor would preach and, and we would do live worship and stuff like that on the Tuesday night, on the Wednesday night and on the Thursday night. But on the Friday night, he decided to do something different instead of preaching. He's like, I just want to pray for these teenagers. I want to inspire them. I want to encourage them. And I want to prophesy over them, which prophesying means just kind of encouraging and speaking a word that God's delivering to him to then share with whoever he wants to pray for. And so he was praying for all these different people. And I don't remember where I was. I think I was on his right and uh, on his right side about probably 20 feet away from him, 30 feet away from him. And he's praying for people. And then he comes and says, hey, you, what's your name? And he points at me and I tell him my name's Connor. And he's telling me, hey, God's telling me to tell you that you're a powerhouse, that you're an influencer and that you're a leader. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like me, a powerhouse, an influencer and a leader. And I'm saying this in my mind because I don't see myself like this. I don't see myself as a powerhouse. I don't see myself as a leader. And I definitely don't see myself as an influencer. But he was like, hey, God's telling me to tell you this. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty heavy. That's pretty intense. Like there's 125 teenagers and he calls me out and prays over me. And so I go back to my boat leader. His name was Jim Rooney. And he was like an adult supervisor, just making sure none of us teenagers do anything stupid, not sneaking on the girl boats or anything like that, (laughs) or lighting off fireworks or having a good time. Um, But I talk with him and I'm like, hey, Pastor David Chittick just prophesied over me. And that was like the first time that I felt the power of God in my life. And I felt something different Mm. on the inside of me. He said those three words, and I don't believe those currently, but I know like I eventually can maybe be a powerhouse, be a leader and be an influencer. And so he, yeah, I received him. And so he was sharing with me, like, I really feel like you're called to do this internship with our church. And I'm like an internship with the church, like what the heck's an internship? I don't want to do anything in the ministry realm. I want to go play college football. And I shared with him, like when I get back from this camp, I'm making my decision of where I'm going to go play college ball. And he's like, okay, we got about a nine hour drive from Las Vegas back to San Diego on the drive home tomorrow. Just pray about it. And I believe God will give you peace on what decision you need to make. And so I'm like, yeah, God knows the desires of my heart. It says that in Psalms 37, like delight yourself in the Lord and God will give you the desires of your heart. Like God knows I want to play college football. So I'll pray about it, but he knows what I want to do. And I know what I want to do and that's play college football. So I'm like, I'll pray about it. We'll see if God does anything on the bus ride home. On the bus ride home, I literally feel like a peace in my heart that I'm supposed to lay down my dream to play college ball and pursue this internship with the church, which I don't know what the expectations are. I don't know what the obligations are. don't know the financial commitment, but I really felt like I needed to do that. And so I got back home. Literally two weeks went past. The internship intake was happening in the middle of July and decided to jump into that internship program. And really that too completely changed my life forever. So I can dive into that in a second if you guys like, but I want to be respectful of time and, and see if you have any questions on that. Yeah. Yeah. Just the impact because you said yes and your mm. obedience, the impact that you are making on the young adults that you're working with, right? Or the, I, I don't know, the age range, the teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, huge, huge, yeah. Connor, more yeah. than you could have ever 
made playing football and God knew that. And that Mm -hmm. was actually the desire of your heart. He just had to reveal that to you. So I think that's so cool. Well, you also, you had to make that decision. Again, it was a decision you had to make, but that one you made by faith because you had no clue what was lying ahead. It's like you didn't even have the vision yet for that. Not at all. God just invited you in to work with him and you didn't know what you were getting into. And you stepped over that line by faith. And I, I just want to encourage all of us that so many times things don't seem to line up with what we believe. They don't always make sense. <laughs> right. And what we believe God has put in our heart. It's like, okay, so how would that add up? That's not the desire of my heart. And yet there's something that goes on inside that we know has been you know, stirred up by God himself. So the question is, if that's happening for you today, are you willing to step out, even though you may not have the vision? That's great. It might not might not line up with the desires of your heart right now, but are you willing to step out if God is calling you? Act of faith and find out where God is going to take you. That's right. Just so, like exactly. beautiful example of yes. that, man. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, I know this next um, kind of layer to your story, so I kind of want to dive into this quick because, I, I, again, I do want to be respectful of your time as well. Um, I want to talk about um, the power of mentorship and mm. and the power of being around the um, the right people to help you elevate into what God has called you into your greater. And so let's talk a little bit about um, the opportunities you've had and are still having uh, with, with the right mentors. Yeah, that's a great question. And so for me, mentorship has completely changed my life. Like in the ministry realm, um, I have so many amazing mentors and pastors that are helping me that when I first jumped in and did that internship, I was still afraid to public speak, but was able by mentorship to overcome that fear and do a five minute preach and be comfortable with that and then do a 10 minute preach. And then now I'm speaking and preaching all the time at our church to our teenagers and the adult stage and stuff like that. But even in the business and ministry or business and, and kind of life realm as well, there's been a guy that has just really poured into me more than I would say anyone else. And his name is Steve Weatherford. And and for those of you that may not know him, he actually played 10 years in the NFL, won a Super Bowl with the Giants. An amazing man has accomplished so many great things, but he also loves Jesus and he's going after Jesus with all his heart. And he's doing, he's sowing seeds and pouring into people like none other that I know. Yes, and kind of yes. the the cool thing and the the God thing in this is I laid down my dream to play college football and now I'm working with the guy that played in the NFL, won a Super Bowl champion. So like my right. dream of playing football has kind of come full circle where I now get to do life and get mentored by and be, do business with Steve Weatherford. So God is so good in that area. But Amazing. Steve has done so much for me and, and mentors in general, where most of the time mentors and other people above you can see the greatness on the inside of you. But they, mm-hmm. but we might not necessarily see it in ourselves at the moment. And so what mentorship does is they help pull the gold that's out of you and bring it into your physical sight so you can see it and believe in yourself. Because all of us at the end of the day, once we believe in ourselves, we can truly accomplish anything. We're not going to let fears. We're not going to let insecurities hold us back. We're not going to try and be a people pleaser and try and only speak these words if these people are going to praise us. Like when you have the faith, to really be like, I'm confident in who God has created me to be. Nothing is going to be impossible. And so Steve specifically mm-hmm. has really took me under his wing and and just really poured into me. I was able to step into rooms that I don't deserve to be in. Like financially, I've been with billionaires and with millionaires, staying at their houses, um, doing life with them, going on their boats, staying at their house, wakeboarding, <laughs> cliff jumping with them. And I'm like, 
I don't deserve to be in some of these circles that I'm running in, but it's really, for me, I decided to serve Steve and serve the people that are in my life. And, and sometimes maybe I can't financially be in those rooms, but I'm going to serve my way into it and uh, really do whatever I can to be a part of anything that Steve is doing. And I'll be Steve's biggest cheerleader, shouting him out on Instagram, texting him saying, Hey bro, um, just praying for you. Like, I know you pour so much into me and maybe not a lot of people pour into you, but I'm here for you. If you ever need to say anything and let something off your chest, or if you have a burden or going through a difficult time, like I want to be there for you. And so it's developed such an amazing relationship where I know I wouldn't be doing anything that I am today, especially in the business side with King's Council and speaking and coaching to people that are way older than me. To be honest, I'm a coach in King's Council, our coaching program, and all of our members are probably 27 up to 71 years old and older. And so it's been just so powerful speaking into to people's life. And, and really what God showed me is he's not a respecter of person or a respecter of age. And so for the longest time, I was so afraid to speak to people older than me because I didn't know if they were going to receive anything that I said. I didn't think I had any value because I didn't live to be 45 years old yet or 50 or 65 or 75 or 85. So kind of in my mind, I thought, how can I add value if I'm not that age yet? Mm. So Connor, that's a a good thing to tap into because I think there's probably a lot of young men and women in that same mind frame of I'm not even old enough for for an older, mature person to respect what I have to say, and they'd feel undervalued. And and so what would you say to that person right now that's listening that may just really be believing that lie? Yeah, stop believing that lie. I know it <laughs> sounds it. simple, but like literally <laughs> no, the enemy it. wants to create disbelief and lack of belief in your mind because he knows if he can get those thoughts in your mind, that's going to dictate your future and how you live your life. And so for me, I just had to kind of like say, cancel to all those lies and not believe Mm -hmm. them and really understand that, hey, if God has put those people in my life, he wants me to speak into them. And people are actually going to see how you live your life. I always say this too. It's not by the words that you say. It's it's how are you living your life? Like, are you the same person on stage, Connor, and the same person off stage? Like, I never want to come to a podcast or come to a stage and preach or speak one thing and then step off and my life looks totally incongruent. And so what I've seen personally is before I've even stepped into Steve's realm and Steve's world and started working with him, he was looking at me for about two and a half years. How was I being faithful with the things that I was doing in our church? Like he was, I never knew he was looking at me and kind of you, scouting you were majoring, me out. You yeah, were majoring in the scared. minors. Exactly. Is what you were doing. Majoring yeah, in the minors. And so he, he saw, saw that. And so how I was living my life when mm-hmm. no one was looking or not who I thought, like how I was living my life when I thought no one was looking has now brought me into rooms, has brought me into doing things that um, God has just promoted. And so it's not man that's the promoter. God's the promoter. So whatever's in your hands right now, be faithful with that. Steward what's in your hands. Really live with integrity and, and really just do everything with excellence. Like I'm a man that's all about extra mile, being excellent not letting anyone out, anyone else outwork me. And I know that Steve noticed me. And then by how I was living my life, I've been able to do stuff with him, get coached and mentored by him. And that has absolutely just propelled my life um, to everything mm. that I'm doing now and for the rest of my future. 
So I'm hearing you say that the insecurities and the fears and the lack of confidence (laughs) and all of that that people face can actually be overcome. And it sounds like it happens by way of a decision that leads to another open door and a decision again and again and again. And you just keep making those decisions. And you do, like Wendy said, like you said earlier, you minor... Yeah, or you major in those minor things and be faithful in those things yeah. and God can begin to open up doors. Hey, listen, we're going to let you go, but before you do, uh, I want to just ask you one other question. Because, Is this going to be a fun one? Oh, putting me on the spot. Let's go. Well, well, Come on yeah, now. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I think people, people have got a good sense of who you are as a person, what you've been through, and you're a tremendous encourager, and I know you've lit some fires in folks today. Uh, so, But tell us something about you that most people don't know. Oh, most people. Those, what, yeah, that's a yeah, great what, question. What, what's, what's like maybe not even Connor? your mom. No, I'm just oh, kidding. No, my, <laughs> not even mom. Know well, one yeah. thing most people probably don't know is I'm a terrible singer, which everyone knows, but I secretly <laughs> love to like open up my computer screen and sing into the computer one of my favorite songs. <laughs> and there's wow. a whole nother backstory on that. I'm not going to get into it, but that's awesome. um, I just kind of like to sing and I think I have a great voice, but if my girlfriend, if she was next to me right now, and if I started singing, she'd yeah. be totally embarrassed and would probably leave me because my voice is so bad. <laughs> but kind of on another note, something yeah. I love doing is um, really anything outdoors. Like I love adventurous things. I love anything with an engine. So I have like a dirt bike, ride BMX bikes as well. And so I've been able to do some pretty cool tricks on a BMX bike. A friend taught me how to do a backflip on it. And I just mm-hmm. love anything that pushes the limit and I'm such an adrenaline junkie and love anything that's difficult, which is kind of ironic because the beginning of my life, I was so afraid of all the difficult things, but now I love the challenge. I love when people say, Hey, this can't be done. And I'm like, you know what? I want to try it and I'm going to go for it and I'm going to give it my best (laughs) and I'm going to see if it can happen. And 99.9% of the times, once you go for it, the things actually work out in your favor. So that could be a word for anyone out there right now that thinks there's this giant obstacle, this giant mountain in front of them, or this daunting thing that they're so afraid to cross into, like make that decision, like Todd was saying, and, and really decide to be like, I'm not going to let that mountain, I'm not going to let that obstacle be the reason I don't step out of my fears or step out of my insecurities. Because Mm -hmm. I can tell you from even learning how to do a backflip on a bike, I never thought it was possible. But once I did it, now it shifted something in my mind where wow, that was possible. What else can I do? And so if you mm-hmm. make that decision to step out in, in faith and not in fear, for example, public speaking, I never thought I would love it, never thought I would ever be good at it. But once I did it once, I'm like, oh, this could actually be fun. And then I did it again, got more confidence. And now that's pretty much what I'm doing today is speaking and communicating in ministry and the business realm as well. So you never know mm-hmm. what's on the other, other side, but you got to make that decision and choose faith over fear, and watch what can happen through God. That's awesome. Oh, wow. right. And that's Love a wrap. That. Man, that is, <laughs> wow. No, that is so good, Connor. Thank you so much for sharing. You are a true inspiration. Yes, and a Love great your, communicator. Yeah, and we love your authenticity, Thank too. You. you know, you're just... Who you see is is who he is. Mm-hmm. Love that about you, man. So thanks for taking time today. Love the what work you're doing in King's Council. People could find out more information about that, and uh, and you're pastoring at the same time. So you got nothing really of significance going. <laughs> All these balls yeah, yeah. my life, my life yes. isn't busy at all by no. any means. No, but you got a great attitude in it, so that's what we love about you. Yeah. So thanks for Thank modeling you. for us, and Thank uh, thanks for all that God has been doing in your life and giving him all the credit for it. We yep. love you, man. Thanks for being on love the Love you guys. Take care. Enjoy the rest right. of your day. We'll see you soon. All right. All Blessings. Right, Take care. Take care. Bye. Oh, wow. 
He is uh, he is just a spark plug, like you said. Yeah. He's fun. Doesn't matter, you know, what age you are, uh, well, uh, b- because you what? I was just I started to interrupt, uh, but I mean, yeah. honestly, are you sure he didn't talk before? Because he can talk. I mean, he, he is a great uh, communicator. Yeah, no, <laughs> Well, like you said, he's loving what he's, he's doing. He's got me now. fooled, yeah. So sometimes the very thing that we fear the most is the thing that God is inviting us into because he can use us the greatest. Yeah, and you might actually really love it. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like make the decision, take what you perceive to be the risk. It's not really a risk when God is in it. I just go for it. Yeah. So that's our encouragement for you today. And uh, may you just uh, face every opportunity with the confidence that God has placed in you. Yes, and he mentioned mentorship. And if you're looking for a mentor, uh, we would love to help you out. And um, uh, whether you're a woman or a man, um, Todd's website is toddisburner.com and mine is wendypet.com. But also go to uh, the King's Council Coaching and check them out because they're amazing and um, could be life-changing for you there as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. I hope you'll share it and uh, give us a five-star rating and give us a written review. We appreciate you. Thank you yeah, so much. Have a great day. All right. Blessings. So glad you could join us today, and you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome. Yeah, and also please share this with your friends and loved ones. If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy. Go to wendypet.com. Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.